That was MC Yogi. And I got to say, Phil, uh, that was a lot of fun for me because to hear somebody who's younger, really from another generation, a millennial that is that excited about uh, spirituality and has uh, expressed it in the language uh, in the, uh, uh, of his generation through hip-hop music and all, I, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I do too. Uh, and it, very impressive how grounded he is in the uh, in the traditions and the teachings, and to me, it's just as I said on the show, you know, people absorb these teachings that come to us from India, and um, they take them deep into themselves, and it's going to be expressed to the extent that the person expresses it in his or her own way, with his or her own background and his or her own tools. And in this case, uh, you know, it comes out in the form of hip-hop and his teaching of yoga. So um, it's just part of the, the long tradition of uh, taking these teachings and adapting them. And the yeah, question yeah. is, are they adapted faithfully and, and skillfully, or are they adulterated and, um, and abused? And in, in his case, you can feel the sincerity. And, right, right. And, the, and he mentioned that, uh, you know, performing even to uh, Hindus, Indians coming to America, that for the most part, the response has been great. But the one thing that stood out for me, and I had this picture in my mind, Imagine, uh, Phil, you grew up in Brooklyn. I grew up, I was born in Jersey City, right across the river. But imagine in Brooklyn, Prospect Park, if when you were like 12 years old, 15 years old, you would have seen, you know, uh, 5,000 uh, people uh, doing shoulder stands and yoga posture. It, it was unthinkable. So that, that makes me believe anything is possible in this life. Anything is <laughs> possible true. in this world. I know. I know. It really is amazing. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of talk some of it is loose talk about cultural appropriation. And there's people, you know, even go to the extreme that, you know, Westerners shouldn't do yoga, you know, <laughs> or, uh, and, 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 and some of it is, um, it's legitimate concern that, you know, these sacred traditions can be, um, adulterated and demeaned and used for commercial ends by people who don't respect the, the culture from which it comes and um, who it may even demean the culture from which it comes. Um, and that there is some of that, and it's a legitimate concern. But when it comes to people like MC Yogi and, you know, you, where the tradition is honored and respected and, in fact, revered, um, it, then it's a form of adaptation that right. um, is respectful. Right. I, I agree. I mean, his performance is uh, what he does comes from an inner thirst for, for spiritual experience and to share that with people. And when people say that, it, it would be like, okay, uh, uh, Italian opera. All right, okay, so if they take a great opera, a great aria, and they turn it into a, a dog food commercial song, okay, maybe that's not appropriate. But to say that right. only uh, uh, Italians, only Europeans can sing opera, and people right. from Africa and South America and North America uh, can't, it's pretty outrageous. Uh, so I, but I you know, but it's a good example, Dennis, because many famous arias have been turned into popular songs with English lyrics. Right. 
I remember, you know, as a kid hearing certain songs that, you know, my parents would sing or was on the radio and, you know, Frank Sinatra or somebody be singing it. And then years later, I'd, I'd hear it as part of an aria. And I'd say, well, that, that's that tune from that yeah. song. Yeah. And, you know, but, yeah. but it's done with respect. And it's always been that way. Right. I mean, you know, that's just the way it is. It People is. borrow, especially artists. They're always borrowing right. from thing and, and the bottom line is he will reach people he will touch people he will get people interested in sincere spiritual uh, 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 you know devotion spiritual seeking uh, because of what he does that you or I or nobody else could reach and and I think that's fabulous and yeah, uh, you got to go with the language of the times and I'm, I'm looking for I, I've, I've listened to him before but now I'm really gonna listen and I'm gonna listen to the <laughs> lyrics and all and I and I would love to see him in in concert and and Sad and watch the reaction of the crowds, younger people, older people, who's ever there. And uh, I think it'll be fantastic. And it's a great way to, to get into discussion with people about yeah. what he's singing about and what the, the deepened values and meanings are. Because everybody's, I, I believe everybody, uh, it's built into their DNA that they're, they're looking for something deeper. They're looking for true spirituality. And uh, yeah. it's expressed in, a, in a, uh, uh, many, many different ways. I know. I, I did see him perform once, and he's very good, um, you know, as you can imagine. Um, and, you know, the audience responds. Some of them are responding, you know, to the to the rhythms and the beat, and, you know, it's it's danceable, move, moving stuff. But, you know, in, in the contexts that he performs, like the yoga festivals and all that people, you know, understand the lyrics and they're getting something out of it. And some of it is very clever. Right. I, I mean, I've seen audiences, you know, have a, a lot of fun uh, with the lyrics. And, mm -hmm. and if you take something like, you know, the story of Ganesh or Hanuman, you can read it and it's interesting. Right. But, you know, this is a medium that young people are familiar with. Right. You and I didn't grow up with hip hop. Right. I have trouble following the lyrics sometimes, just like my parents couldn't follow right. the lyrics of, you know, the Beatles or, or the right. Stones. Um, but when you pay attention, you can really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. And, and you bring this out in your book, American Veda and all, about, you know, like the Beatles and other groups that. That, that sang about spirituality, and that, that, that's what introduced spirituality to me. I, it was a language I understood. And, and music is very powerful. This past weekend, my wife and I went to the uh, uh, Chicago uh, uh, Gospel Festival, and there were people working the crowd, and they were doing, some of it was almost like hip-hop and all, but they were just, you know, they, 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 through music, through uh, the lyrics and in, in, in the music they were doing, they were really getting people to go inward. And uh, yeah. he's doing the same thing, and uh, I think it's especially complicated to do with uh, Hindu, Indian, Buddhist philosophy. But he does it, and uh, like you said, yeah. he's incredibly uh, creative it, in how he does. And it. you think about it, music has always been a medium for uh, transmitting spiritual experience and, and spiritual ideas. You know, you can go back to as you, you mentioned the Gregorian chants. You know, Bach. You know the passion of Saint Matthew and and the you know the all the the requiems and I mean these are just the forms of their time and now you know right. why not hip hop yeah, I mean I, John Coltrane did it with jazz so right. you know why why not and I'll tell you the other means of <clears throat> of, of communicating with 
you know, spirituality young people. Like when I was a kid going to Catholic uh, church and, and there would be a priest up there giving an, a, the most boring uh, lecture that one can imagine, usually with a thick like Slavic or Italian accent or something like that, Polish accent. You didn't know what he was saying. You sat there for 15, 20 minutes. It drove you away from spirituality. So here's right. something that really brings people in, they can relate to. And then they'll go from there. Then they'll read, as he said, Siddhartha. And then they'll read Autobiography of a Yogi. Then they'll read a Bhagavad Gita, Ramayana. Uh, this, and and uh, it's, it's really attracting them to knowledge that's universal. And I actually right. thought his answer about what the different deities meant to yeah. him is a question you asked. I thought he gave yeah. a quite, quite an insightful and a brilliant answer to that. Yeah, I agree. And and another thing about MC Yogi that's of no doubt a lot of value in reaching young people is his own story. His own story is a, a great redemption story, you know, from juvenile delinquent uh, uh, group home kind of mm-hmm. experience to to a, a, a bona fide and, and genuine spiritual path. That's a that's a great message. Right, it's a great message, and there's a there's a uh, a verse in the, in the Bhagavad Gita, I don't remember exactly where it was uh, in the Gita, but in the first few chapters where it says, uh, no man is ever so lost that uh, he cannot benefit from the, the transcendent, from that sp- his spiritual depths. And, and right. that's his, he's lived that message, and it's a message to other people. It doesn't matter where you're starting, uh, and this is what we've seen with all the people we've talked to. People have had uh, all sorts of experiences and a lot of them, not such great experiences, a lot of suffering. Uh, and uh, yet, uh, oftentimes those experiences bring them uh, to, to a place where they uh, can only turn toward their spiritual self. And, and yep. I think that's, it. that's very important. So hopefully we very can good. help in getting that message out. So, Okay. Good one. And we got Listen lots. to Spirit Matters, folks. Yes, yeah, Spirit Matters at spiritmatterstalk.com. And uh, we're all over social media now. Tune in. Uh, thank okay. you. Okay. Good one. Talk to you I soon. I will. All right. Bye. Thanks, Dennis. <laughs>